got a sound man uh, shout out this week. That was the first one I got. Ooh. Uh, I mean, it's not going to help that I'm going to say some random guy, but <laughs> some random guy. <laughs> he was like, hey, bro, I fuck with that sound man nigga y'all got. Because he seemed like the most normal nigga out of all y'all, for real, for real. He's like, he was like, he seemed like, you know what I'm saying? He, he in that shit, but like he can talk to me. You, you should be talking too much about football and shit. <laughs> I was like, well, I respect it. That's I can only respect shit. the line podcast presented by Annie up consulting um uh like i said week 13 december 1st uh sound man actually just celebrated a birthday want to um show him some love so we'll hooray to that and then uh, mm. we'll actually uh just go around the table and um start with uh sound man who's um barely here today <laughs> but some somebody he's got on a black hoodie he's got on shades like we could it's just it's just been a rough night advil it's a lot of advil around but Soundman's here. How you doing, Soundman? I'm good. Um, appreciate the the birthday wishes, but as you alluded to, I don't got much to give today, guys. I'm, you don't. Down, you don't I'm got down much bad. to. I'm down bad. He's down yeah. bad. He's down. Um, you know what I mean. We're keeping a bucket right near him, just in case anything goes down. Hmm. Uh, next to me, uh, we got uh, another guy. He's been on a little bit of a hot streak. Our friend in room. Hey guys, talk to us, Rome. Uh, just a little hey, a little hey. Yeah, hey. just ready to get it just going. Week thirteen, dog days 13. of pro football. I mean, it's nothing much else to say. Let's get to this action. Yeah, dog. And uh, uh, Rome was just mentioning that uh, he hates that it's basketball season, but I do want to point out that college basketball <laughs> is back. My uh, favorite sport. So um, the the wins are starting to pile up right now. Michigan State finish out. Uh, was there anything else that I'm missing, gentlemen? I want to make sure that um, happy holidays, all of that. Um. You know, uh, there's exclusive chat. If you want to get involved, let us know. Shout out to the prop guy. He went, did he go? I think he went 11 for 12 he this went week. 11 for 12 11 for 12 in prop That guy prop has bets. to be in the back rooms in Vegas on oh, Monday morning. Hey, hey, he's listen, in, he's listen. in Monday morning sports book exec meetings making the lines. There's no way he's going 11 for 12 like he is, man. Shout, right. out, to, shout out to Drew. And we uh, we actually have, um, you know, you know, we don't we, we don't know. He's a busy guy, but he comes through with those wins. And um, me personally, I was just telling Rome this the other day. I don't care if you're at a fucking um, brothel in Mexico with some um, stripper who just has the numbers for you, just has the random against the spread numbers. However you get it, let's get these wins. Let's However, pile them yep, up. Yep, yep. <laughs> So um, with that said, gentlemen, first game on the board. No Thursday night football. I'm sorry, COVID. It sucks. Saints minus three at the Falcons. F- total is 46. Um, division game. Rome, how don't you start us off, man? Yep. Uh, you guys hear me talk about the Falcons every week here, so I'm not even going to do that. Let's just talk about the line, all right? Taysom Hill, we saw what he did out there in Denver last week and didn't look too sharp. Uh, he didn't look sharp the week prior, obviously, at home, and that was against... No other than these Falcons. So, 
They get these Falcons back here in a spot uh, on the road. Uh, I've been raving about Atlanta being one of the most underrated pro football teams. You know, I think they have two two games in their L column that could have been wins easily being, uh, you know, Dallas and Chicago. Right. So we're, we're past that. But we see what they just did the other night against a team that we also watched the week prior in that in uh, Vegas Raiders. You know, they, they handle their business. They, they basically lose on the last second against Patty at home. And, and so we see they're like, damn, are these Raiders good finally? And then they go lay an egg in Atlanta against the team that I've been, you know, backing all year. So I'm going to back them again here. Uh, this line, it, 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 the Saints laying three right now, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I think they've come on strong. Uh, their defense is dy- dynamic and has definitely been playing up to par. Obviously, they started the year slow on defense because, you know, this, this offense was kind of dragging as well with uh, Drew Brees, screen, screen passes to Alvin Kamara. It was a lot of ding and dunks. And that offense really has not kept up now with the defense that was at one point behind this offense. And so now what we're going to see here in Atlanta, I believe, is, is an offense in Atlanta. We're going to get Julio Jones back healthy. Calvin Ridley going to be Calvin Ridley on the outside. Not sure if we're getting Gurley back this week. But this is a team in Atlanta here who, who's found success behind Raheem Morris and a new coach. And we often like to back coaches, uh, new teams with new coaches, because we think that that's a big motivational spot. Well, here, Raheem Morris has been in play for, what, three weeks now? Three, about a month, yeah, about a about month. About a month, and there's been no drop-off. So at this point, we should expect for this to sustain. I'll take three points on the road here with Atlanta, and I'm just going to keep it that simple. Yeah, Sal, man, you actually uh, lean the same way? Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons here. I'm solely just off the strength of, like how Rome said, this team has definitely been playing good since the coach got fired. But I'm a big believer of teams just can't continue to keep winning. Uh, you heard me say this about the Dolphins, even though I was wrong about them for uh, consecutive weeks. Um, Falcon, I mean, uh, Saints, <laughs> like, we won, like, what, seven or eight in a row here. Yep. So, going on a row against a team that, you know, they're playing better football. Um, like I said, they played a couple weeks ago as well. It wasn't too, too much of a, a, a pretty outing for the Saints. So, I mean, I'm going with the Falcons here, man. It might, might be a part of the sound, man, special. Who knows? Yeah, so I lean the same way in the spot. Uh, Falcons, um, very very close for me in this one. But when you take away Drew Brees and you put in Taysom Hill, who hasn't done very good at you know throwing the ball, actually the um, the Saints went from 14th overall, I mean 14th in the league passing yards per game to 20th now. Um, the last couple of weeks from uh, Drew Brees to Taysom Hill. So, obviously, they want to run the ball more. Falcons are, you know, top six in opponents rushing yards per game. Um, we saw last week they put a they deaded that Raiders run game. Uh, Josh Jacobs is my fantasy running back, so um, thanks for that, Deion Jones. Um, but I think that the Falcons are just, you know, are, are going to be able to, like, kind of put pressure on Taysom Hill and make them throw the ball. And from that perspective, I'm not sure if they can do it. Um, but that 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 Falcons <laughs> offensive line did not look very good um, last time these two teams played. So I can only lean that way. Um, and then Julio's, you know, we're really unsure about him hamstring injury. I know he has a few more years left on that deal. Do you keep him out an extra week or two, especially with no playoffs in sight? And um, without Julio, they're not the same team. Although they they did get the W last week, so I'll just lean with the Falcons in this one. Um, but the Saints though, seventy eight and seventy. Uh, against the spread after a win since 2006. Hmm, 47 and 42 against the spread division games during that same span. Uh, Falcons since 2008, so that's been since Matt Ryan's been the quarterback. 54, 57, and 2 against the spread after a win 
37-37 in one division game. So that's about even right there with Matty Ice. So, um, you know, last time, though, this was a blowout. Saints blew, the, blew them out. But uh, there, was, there was Drew Brees playing in that one. So, um, yep, looks like Leans and uh, I just want to give a correction like, there. Right. Uh, Taysom Hill did play last time, last time these guys played. But, uh, we'll just yeah, you can look at that. Next game, Lions at Bears. Bears favored by three, which is astounding to someone right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, total is 44 and a half. Um, yeah, at the Bears. So, Rome, how do you feel about this one? All right, so usually we like to back teams who have just fired their coach um, because we see it as a max motivation spot, uh, i.e. perfect example being in Atlanta. And that's not where we're going here in Detroit. The Detroit Lions right now are having an issue scoring points. And so it goes much further than Matt Patricia and his rocket science pencil in the ear type whatever thing he had going on for the three years that he was in Detroit. All right. Right. They can't score points. He was not in charge of that offense. How is that going to change? Is Galladay coming back this week? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. So it's like, you know, is Stafford's thumb good? Mm. Who knows? So why are we back in this Lions team? I know what we've seen from the Bears the past shit all year, really, in terms of offensive efficiency has not been there. Matt Nagy has not found a way to get whether it's uh, Trubisky to Foles, back to Trubisky now, uh, to, to play, you know, professional quarterback level quarterback. Uh, and, and it's just not happening right now in Chicago is what you would think. But against a bad Lions team, I think they can finally get up. That Chicago defense is still playing ball, all right? They're still competing. It's really just the offense that cannot complement them. So I'll take Chicago here at home. They're laying a three. I know that's a tricky three right there with the the coach being fired, and now you got a Lions team and guys who are revved up. But the Bears still, you know, I think they feel like they still kind of got a shot here. What do you think? Um, the Bears? I, I don't. I don't know. If they, yeah, they do have a shot. Yeah, I mean, I as think far the as the Bears record, think, I think that the Bears think they still have a shot. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Not in the division, but I think they surely right. think they have a spot at that last spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I'll take the Bears here, uh, laying the three, and that's just that's just a short handicap right there, <clears throat> and it's really because the look ahead was four, and now it's down to three, and that's basically saying the Bears got worse last week. They didn't get worse. <laughs> they they just haven't gotten better on offense, and that's just what it's been all year. So the defense hasn't gotten worse. The defense is still the defense. And so the look ahead is basically an overreaction with the line being four on the look ahead and now being three in real life here on this week. Uh, it's, 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 it's not making sense to me. I'll lay the three with the Bears. Yeah, and Salman, you go the opposite way in this one? Yeah, I do. Um, this is also possibly in play for the Salman special, but I'm just not going to trust the lines like that. I just think the Bears should not be favored by three points. Um just watching them play, even though, you know, we watched the um, the Lions play on Thanksgiving, and that was a very bad game. But just watching the Bears play as well last week, it was just like it was very bad as well. And I'm tired of watching the Bears. They don't know what they're doing with the Trubisky and the whole Foles thing. You got players there that you're barely getting the ball to. Why are y'all favorited by three against the Lions? Yes, the Lions do suck, but as Rome did say, Teams with that, you know, coach that finally gets fired, that everybody's been clamoring for to get fired, is finally gone. So now it's just like, let's go out here and ball and just show, you know, the NFL that it really was Patricia, not so much our talent. So I'm leaning Lions here just because I'm fading the Bears. Lions have the 27th best rushing offense in pro football. The Bears are not budging on defense on the ground. So if Matt Stafford wants to show up in Chicago and throw for 376 without 
Megatron and like, you know, like this isn't one of those spots. If he has no Galladay, he has nothing. And that's just what it is. He could throw to Marvin Jones. That'd be nice and cute. But is that going to get the margin? I don't even think that gets the margin against a Bears defense that's really been playing well and just been getting undermined by their own offense. Yeah, and um, but the Bears, though, I, I will I will rebuttal in this way, though, Roma. The Bears have now dropped a 20th in the league in opponents rushing yards per game, giving up over 120 yards uh, on the, on I wanna, the ground. I want to – But I feel like I, we're going to meet in the same point in this standpoint. Yards per carry and meaningful downs. If you look at it, the Bears are still stingy on the ground. Exactly. Don't fall for the numbers. So the yards per carry uh, do favor the Bears, but when you get to a point where your offense isn't doing anything and it's late in the game and, you know, the, the – the team is going to run down, run yep. the clock down. And you that mean? is where – so, they're, exactly. Thank right. you for pointing that out. The defense doesn't suck. If you look into the numbers, a lot of those, you know, they're just getting worn down in third and fourth quarters when their offense has 10 points on the board and the other team has 28. 10, Ten is a lot. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's yeah, a little yeah. – what is this, third quarter? Yeah, yeah they probably yeah, have three points. <laughs> three to seven. Three so, to seven. So, yeah, so I just want you guys to be weary. You know, you got to be cognizant of those type of stats. You know, do the Bears give up uh, yards on the ground? Eh, Maybe, but where do they happen? If they happen late in the game when their offense is not scoring points, then you can't knock that against them. In meaningful downs early in possessions, the Bears show up. And so that's what I'm expecting this weekend. Yeah, and I expect the same thing. And like you said, without Galladay, they do suffer. Even with Galladay, I don't know how good they will be considering that, you know, the Bears have some really good guys on this defense, defensive back, all of that. But – Dar- uh, the Lions' offensive coordinator Bevel uh, is is it Daryl Bevel? Daryl Bevel. Co- yep. Yeah, he he wants to. He has a run first offense. He was a guy slowing down Russell Wilson for years. Why are they running the ball so much? Why are they running? This was his this is his offense. He's yep. done that now to Matthew Stafford. And I don't see him with a coaching change. Just you know, changing his philosophy. Before we were just talking about Bruce Arians and his issues with not changing his if philosophy. If anything, you know, I mean, now that they have a. You know, Matt Patricia was running a defense. Right. So now, if anything, they have a, a gap in defense. They probably want to tame it back even more. Because now you don't want that defense on the field. You will want TLP, time of possession. Right. And you will want to keep your offense on the field a little bit longer. And so Bevel's just going to continue to bevel, if you ask me. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to be himself. And I just think the Bears, they're going to be able to stop this run. And then, personally, I, I actually do have a, a bit of an upgrade, maybe a half a point upgrade for the Bears Uh if Trubisky plays, because Nick Foles, come on, come on, Rome. The last at least month, we've just been looking at Nick Foles games like, oh my God. They I just want to stop. Time. You said, come on, Rome. Have I been a Nick no, Foles? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. just saying, like, uh, from I'm the standpoint. I'm always a quarterback guy. Well, right. yeah, more so, just like, I feel like we've been watching him every week, like yeah. Foles, and just Super looking at, like, shit. they cannot put up points. We've talked about the end with, with Trubisky, he at least throws the ball downfield. Maybe he'll throw you a pick or something, but he'll throw the ball. He'll, he'll get, you know what I mean? Like, Trubisky, it's, you know what's so sad? Man, man, watching those Bears, and I don't want to keep this long because it's the damn Bears, but it's so hard watching the Bears and watching Trubisky because he really wants to be better. He wants to. He really does, and (laughs) the guy just doesn't have the professional football talent. Got drafted second. Deshaun Watson behind him. It's just it just hasn't worked all out for Mitchell Trubisky. But I'm, I'm I think that he has definitely matured and grown in that spot. I think he's gone from terrible to bad. And I think that might be okay <laughs> yeah. for the Bears against the Lions here this weekend. Yeah, Let's the, move on. And the this. Lions, uh, they've been bad for mm. a while now. It's not just all on, uh, what was the kid's name? What was the guy's name with the pencil, the laminated Patricia. guy? Patricia. But it's not all on Patricia. Uh, since Matthew Stafford's been the quarterback, the Lions 28-38-3 against the spread division games. 29-35-2 as a road dog. 
44, 57, and two after a loss. That's all against the spread. Uh, so Matt Stafford, um, you know that era. Just the Lions are just bad. Fuck Matt Stafford. Lions have won one playoff game since like the 1940s. I mean Barry Sanders, Lions. I mean that's the last time I remember the Lions being relevant. Yeah. So, uh, but Bears, you know, six and eleven against the spread after a loss since 2018. Nine and six against the spread though division games since that span. Next game, Browns at Titans. Titans favored by six. Best so, bet. Total is 55. Rome, we'll start with you on this one. Yep. Best bet here, guys. Uh, if you're listening, it's going to be played on Tuesday because it already has been. So so mm. you can play it when you hear it. Browns plus six. Mm. This is as good as you're going to get it. This Tennessee Titans team, it, I, this is the spot that I've been waiting for all <laughs> year. It's a team that I continue to tell you guys. They have to stay on schedule. They have to do this. They have to do that. And so they still do. And what happens last week? A.J. Brown takes a slant for 70, and Derrick Henry goes off. And what happens? Everyone overreacts and crowns the Titans. I had the Titans last week, plus three and a half. Me and Salman, I was Salman special. Had them out round the money line. Mm. So we played the Titans last week, and we're off them this week. Mm. They're getting too many points here. All right, this line, this look-ahead line was four. The line is now six. Did the Titans get two points better last week? in a win and doing exactly what they always do in the only way in which they know how to win ball games, which is run the ball, control the clock, play complimentary defense, and, and hit A.J. Brown and hope that he, you know, does A.J. Brown-esque type of things. It happened. And it happened against a divisional opponent in the Colts, and that's exactly what I wanted because the Browns also won last week, guys. The Browns didn't look too shabby in their victory. All right, I understand. They went down to Jacksonville, and they, you know, eh, kind of got out of there early in the first half. It kind of looked, uh, you know, a little bit shaky for them. We were like, are the Browns about to brown it up here? But no, we watched the Steelers do the same thing two weeks prior. They go down there. It took them a little, you know, a half to knock off the rust against the 1-9 Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm not worried about the Browns. They win. They stay on track. Guys, we've never seen the Browns 8-3 and three in our entire lifetime. You, as a listener, have never seen the Browns at 8-3 and three in your lifetime. No. And it kind of gives you weary to pause here. Like, uh, are the Browns really good? Look, look at the film. These guys have the best right side of the offensive line in pro football. That coming behind their right guard and the right tackle who just came back two weeks, uh, two weeks ago healthy. And you see Nick Chubb has come back in the past two weeks, and they've been right back where they left off before uh, the, the, the right tackle and Chubb went down with injuries. So I look for a Browns team here to cover the six. These are two teams that play the similar type of ball, all right? These quarterbacks, they aren't too too great. You know, I think Tannehill, a lot of his numbers come in garbage time, and Baker Mayfield, we obviously know what happens with Baker Mayfield. The guy just struggles when he has to play quarterback, you know, has to throw the ball more than 32 times a game and actually put the team on his shoulders. But both these teams like running the ball, all right? This total is a little too high for me. So I like the Browns, and I think if you like the Browns here, it has to be correlated with the total and the under because obviously if you like the Browns to cover, you're expecting Tennessee not to score as many points. I think that's where all the points would have to come from here. And a Browns offense that hasn't been super explosive. They've been good and grounded and pounded and winning football games close and tight. I'll take the Browns here plus six. I'll lean on the under. It's Best a, bet. It's a double like here then. Um, so I got the Browns also plus six. Um, at this Titans team, I've also talked about them um, – just from the standpoint that they don't have a good defense, um, their special team struggles in the kicking game, punting game, and um, their passing game also struggles. So there's base 
repeat what you just said last time because people, you know. No, 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 no. Kicking game, punting game. One more time. So (laughs) their defense is a struggle. They can't. Their special teams is a struggle. They can't kick or punt. And people just bypass that. Oh, yeah, people just bypass that. But I've (laughs) seen Goskowski miss plenty of field goals this year. And Tennessee cannot flip the field when punting. A running football team that ends up in third and sevens that can't convert needs a good punter to flip the field. And they have a top five punter. And he, the guy just hasn't – Hearn is a top-five punter. The okay. guy just hasn't been performing. Hasn't been performing. I mean, he's been looking a little you know, scared out there, too. He's got a few blocked um, last two out of the last three weeks. So, uh, just from that standpoint, I do like the Browns. They're going to be able to run the ball against this Titans defense. I know right now, Titans, it says they're 16th in opponents rushing yards per game. But that's a little uh, deflated because they, they played the Colts last week who – are who really the Colts can't run the ball and then uh, they really can't run it if they get behind. So um that's I think that's a little uh deflated. I think the Browns are gonna be able to run the ball on this defense and the uh the Titans, you know, I, I, I think that they're they're a decent team. I do think they're a playoff team, but they're they're a lot of uh leaky holes in in this team and last week it didn't get exposed because we did see the AJ Browns of the world run for the eighty yards slant. Where they know how to win. But um, you know, I think, you know, during some of these games you are gonna see those um missed field goals and the the random block punt and the uh the third and eight that Tannehill just can't seem to convert. And, and you know what I mean, it, it, it's going to be tough to bet them with the Titans. So you need the Titans to win by a touchdown here to profit. So that means seven points. You need them to win by the profit money. Um, I'll take I'll take the points with the Browns plus six. And, um, you know, I think we'll uh, get some dough here. Yep. But I will say, though, Titans 14 and 13 against the spread after a win under the head coach they have now, which I forget his name. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Uh, five, seven and one, though, against the spread as a home fave since 2018. Sam, how do you feel? Um, that's basically fifty-one percent and forty-eight percent, forty-eight percent, respectively. Jesus, get it out. <laughs> um, I'm leaning Browns here. Um, pretty much all the same sentiments. Um, these Titans, like as P said, we've talked about them. I like them. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Bad, but it's per usual, but. They just seem like an up and down kind of team to me, and like Rome was saying, this is a this is the spot where it's just like you 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 guys are the favorite, obviously by six. These random Browns come in, you probably overlook them because again they're the Browns. Who cares if they're eight and three? But they're the Browns, and then you just take the L. So I'm just gonna lean Browns here solely off of that. Um. All right, and I, I can appreciate that sound, man. I mean, well, so. Double like on the Browns. We got a best bet on the Browns. Lean on the under. I also uh, I lean on the under as well. I don't know if you'll like that though. <laughs> and then um, Salman leans with the Browns mm-hmm. as well. Um, all right. Next game: Bengals at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by eleven and a half. Total is forty-one and a half. Salman, I'm back at you. How do you feel about this? I'm um, leaning Dolphins here just because of the points. Um, Ooh. Hmm. But if uh, if it's fits, man, anything is possible. But um, these Bengals are just all completely um, banged up. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go with the Dolphins here simply because, you know, lean that way, shall I say, because the 11 and a half is kind of nuts. But they should win this game. Yeah, I, um, I, oh shit, I, I hate to lean with 11 and a half with a team like the Dolphins, but I'm not touching the Bengals. So if there's anything I'll play, maybe it's the first half here. Um but I, I think that the, um, you know, Brian Flores, obviously they have a good team there, especially with the defense and the defensive backs. They, you know, really get out of the ball. 
Uh, Fitzpatrick has to play though. If he doesn't play, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure about it. This this Dolphins team though has been shown the ability to stop teams and create turnovers though. So um, you know, I, I'll lean with the the Dolphins from that standpoint with a Bengals quarterback who I don't even who played quarterback. Yeah, Brian. Last week? Uh, no, no, was it, it wasn't. No, it's gonna week. be Brandon Allen from Denver last year. He started okay. a couple games. Guy just isn't sharp. He's not a pro football quarterback. He'll be out of the league in two years. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, lean on the under here. Uh, <laughs> not much on the line. Line is 11 and a half. Who wants to lay that against a Dolphins team who really, you know, they, they, they couldn't even get out of East Rutherford last weekend without, you know, some type of Fitz magic. So, and and uh, and CEO's guy, uh, Giuseppe. So, without Magic Mike, baby. <laughs> with, you know, with they can still do what they do here and still. Still, this game go under, and they still possibly cover. I mean, I could see a, I could see a 38-10 game here. I could also see a 28-10 game here. Regardless, the way, either way I cut it here, I'm gonna lean under on the 41 and a half. I know that number's low, but it's low for a reason. These Bengals, they're gonna have a hard time putting up points without Burrow. They're not gonna. They're, Zach Taylor's not gonna allow Brandon Allen to throw the ball as much as he was allowing Joe Burrow to throw himself into an ACL injury. All right. And unfortunate, we all get it, but he's just not going to with trust or entrust Brandon Allen enough to throw the ball that much. We're going to see a lot of, you know, time of possession, ball control type of stuff going on with the Bengals. And the Dolphins already play that slow grind type of game. So I'll lean under here on the 41 and a half. I have no play on the side. Stay away from money lines on this game unless you're playing the Bengals. All right, Dolphins under Brian Flores, 10 and 7 against the spread, non-division games. Uh, seven and three against the spread after a win. Eight and five against the spread as the home team. So the numbers are with you and Brian Flores. Uh, eleven and a half. But now that you talk about it, I do like that uh, under as well, though, Rome. I mean, this could be basically a. a These are numbers that game. usually scare people away, and and I, a lot of our listeners also do not play totals. And you guys should start looking at these totals because they they just. Sometimes they're easier sides to play. These two offenses go up and down the field. Okay, we'll take the over. Like, it, it's just that easy. Instead of stressing over a team to cover the line or win for you, you know, the totals are, are they're a good thing to look at. And then here at 41 and a half, with, with current pro football lines and games going over 44 and a half being the average, this is obviously a below average line, which means Vegas obviously knows something here. I'll play with Vegas. I'll take the under. Yeah, next game, Jaguars at the Vikings. Vikings favored by nine and a half. Uh, <laughs> totals 52. Yep. Rome, how do you feel about this one? Uh, I'll lean Jags here. This is a line that, to me, does not make sense. Look ahead on this line was nine. Line now is nine and a half. The Vikings took everything they had to come back and beat a, you know, a Panthers team. Very well, Coach. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Mike Zimmer, best coach in pro football against the spread. He is the best coach to gamble on. If you want to gamble on straight value spreads, you are 70% against the line if you have taken Mike Zimmer over the past six or seven years, whatever it is. That's a fact. So Mike Zimmer is one of the best football pro, uh, pro football coaches. And, and here what we're getting is just a premium on the Vikings. The Vikings isn't a team that can get margin necessarily. And this is a Jaguars team that has played in high-scoring games. They've been able to put up points. Luton gets benched last week for Glennon. Glennon steps in like a pro. I mean, looks like a backup, but looks like a pro nonetheless. He's able to lead them guys down the field. And, I mean, at this point in Jacksonville, what you're, what you're not wanting are three and outs. So if you're getting anything more than three and outs, you're, you're okay with that. 
And so that's what Mike Glennon is providing. He's providing a little bit of stability. James Robinson, one of the better pro uh, football running backs in the rookie class here, performing very well down there in Jacksonville, obviously under the radar on a one and nine pro football team. And uh, here, here with the Vikings, like I said, it's just, it's just too much of a premium. I mean, this is a team that inked their way out of a win at home against a Carolina Panthers team last week. And, you know, they aren't a team that necessarily win, wins by margin. They run the ball, and if they're able to do that, they're fine walking out of here with a win by seven or four or whatever it may be. Uh, so, so I'll lean here with the, with the Jags. Yeah, um, I'll get right, you know, right with you on that one. I lean with the Jaguars as well, just from a number standpoint. Um, Vikings, I don't, I don't think that they're, this isn't your traditional Vikings team that we've seen since 2014. They can rush the passer. Uh, is Minshew going to be back? A lot of unknowns with that one. I hope um, he isn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, because I think we have more consistency with Glennon. At the quarter, I think I think we know what we're getting down to uh, as a quarterback guy. I'm telling you. No, I mean, I, I'm listen, I'm a Glennon fan, but I'm, I just you're going to get a home run with Gardner Minshew, but like uh, you're also going to get that untimely, you know, fourth quarter. You're already down nine. It's ten minutes left in the fourth, and he throws a pick. Right. So I just don't want that. I'll take Glennon. But uh, back to your point. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think that um, from the number standpoint. Uh, you know, it, this isn't your traditional Vikings team where they can get after the quarterback and the defenses. You know, all, all those guys, the, the Daniel Hunters, the Everson Griffins, they're all gone. Like, mm. none of them there. So, yeah. I mean, even the uh, the guy that they brought in this year from Jacksonville, he's gone, he's gone out of Baltimore, guy, right, uh, yep. from UMD. He's so back home. He's in, they, he's they can't in rush the passer. I mean, obviously, I know this Jaguars team is not good, but then you got Dalvin Cook, who's a little banged up. I think we'll see a little more Madison. So, they and they, they don't have – they don't want to get – margin they just want to win the game and they also aren't a team that can get margin say they wanted to get i mean the vikings yeah, right, right, they're right. not a team that and can get margin yeah they run the ball that's how they get margin dalvin cook makes incredible plays and that's so. clock and that plays into the hands of a ticket holder of the jaguars at plus nine and a half because right. they gotta beat you by 10 and uh, i did want to point out jaguars uh three and 11 against the spread versus the nfc uh, under head coach Doug Marone, while the Vikings are 19 and eight against the spread versus the AFC under my bestie Mike Zimmer. And put those numbers <laughs> aside, I got a I got a real life example of what this line or what this game may look like. Think back to last year, we watch a bad Denver Broncos team, Brandon Allen, who we just Yo, spoke about. I just thought about that game, honestly. Yep. I swear. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Vikings were laying 13 and a half in that game, if I'm not mistaken, last year. They damn near what did they get beat outright or they they came back to win late they, or something? They won they won late, but it, they didn't it was cover ugly, the spread right? or a teaser. They I'm didn't sure, cover yeah. spread. They didn't cover the teaser. They didn't cover anything. I could see that same type of thing happening this week at home. One in nine Jags coming in town, and this isn't even a Vikings team as talented as the team from last year. So I'll take the Jags here plus nine and a half. Yep, Sam, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm definitely rolling with the Jags here. Um, is it Kirk Cousins? It's because the Jags <laughs> have lost 10 straight uh, football games. Oh, they're 1-10 in 10 now. They're Sorry, 1 in 10. I kept saying 1-9. I was going to correct it, but I just want to say they lost 10 straight. Like I said, either you're not going to keep winning or you're not going to keep losing. So it's like you're, you're playing. <laughs> you're obviously playing to win at this point. I don't think – let me not say what – I mean, I say I don't think they're not a good football team or a bad football team because they're in these games. Like, they're just somehow in these games. They're for sure a bad football team. But you're somehow in these games, though. Like, you're kind of, like, there. Those are letdown spots, and it's if just you think like, about it. I, th- I think a lot of them are letdown spots on the favorites' behalf rather than the Jags playing so well to yeah. stay in the, you know? But it's just like, you're right there. 
nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, fair. Vikings nine and a half. Um, a little bit of Kirk Cousins too, but uh, you know, like you said, that was a little hurt, and all the guys are gone. Like you said, this is not the same Vikings team. So nine and a half against the Jaguars team that kind of just seems to hang in these games for the most part. I'm here with the Jags. We're in the Jags. All right, and okay, so. Uh, I mentioned these both against the spread numbers. Next game, Raiders at the Jets. Raiders favored by seven and a half. Totals 47. I'll start with me, gentlemen. I got a like here on the Raiders. Mm. So, there's a, um, it's, a, it's a lot to this spot. Uh, I got the revenge factor. So, if you remember correctly, they these two played last year. I believe the Raiders lost that game. So, I got a little revenge factor here. I got motivation coming off a of bad L last week where, I mean, you know. Two bad L's. They lost to Patrick Mahomes okay. at home on primetime on the last drive, and then they go on the road last week and they lose. So I got Blown extra. Out. So I got extra motivation. I got even more motivation. I'm coming off two. Well, not two bad L's. I think actually, when we consider it, Rome, the Falcons are one of the better statistic teams. Oh, that's in what we're gonna do. We're gonna give my right? guys credit now. Ju- listen, <laughs> we're gonna give my guys credit listen, now. Listen, listen. <laughs> you pointed it Crazy. out. Crazy. We're gonna give my listen. Falcons credit now. Oh, man. You, you pointed it out plenty of times, and it is right. And it is why a lot of sharp guys bet on the Falcons each that's and every week. That's why we bet Falcons. So, um, you know, they they lost it, and they obviously you lose to Mahomes late. Uh, they did, although they did cover against the Mahomes team, you know. But I I just think that um the Raiders are in the spot. You're going against a, a bad team, a really bad quarterback. I, I I think Joe Flacco's better than Sam Donald at this point. I, it's a downgrade when Donald plays compared to Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco can at least stand in there, throw that ball downfield. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just laughing. Over it's here, a lot of dink and dunk with Sam Donald. Um, For sure. But um, I, I'm just I just like the Raiders in this spot. It's gonna be like I said. It's gonna be motivation. You're, you you lost to this team last year in a very bad loss. Um, I think they're they're much improved from last year. I like you know their defensive speed has gotten better. I like the kid Mullen, not just Abram out there, but I like the kid uh, Mullen as well. Out of yeah, out of Clemson. So I mean, they I think they have improved. Obviously, they're playing the worst team that we've seen in some time, um, maybe since that 09, 08 Lions team. Yep. And um, you know, I think I think the Raiders, a little motivation and uh, revenge, they'll be good in this spot. And John Gruden, just a tough coach. Uh, but I did want to point out, 42-37-1 against the spread are the Raiders against the AFC under Derek Carr. Uh, Salman, how do you feel about this one, though? Um, I was leaning Raiders, but I think you just talked me into loving the Raiders. Um, it basically comes down to getting embarrassed. I don't care um, how statistically good your team is, your, your Falcons. You just got destroyed and embarrassed. Uh, what was it, 43-6? It's just like, how, when, when did this happen? How did this happen? And why did it happen? I think coming off an L like that, playing, like you said, the worst team in the NFL, and you have John Gruden coaching these guys up, I think everybody's going to be motivated to go in here and handle the business. So I love the Raiders, yeah. And, Rome, how do you feel? Yep. Uh, I was – I'm not going to lie. Before, as I was handicapping this myself, I was kind of worried about the back-to-back uh, cross-country travel, obviously going from Vegas to Atlanta last week and now going from Vegas to New York. But then – yeah, I thought about when we go to Vegas. Shit, I mean, <laughs> we're usually fine when we go back. So, yeah, fine, right. so I'll take the Raiders here. I mean, it, that travel wasn't really my handy. If travel is your handicap, is the strongest point that you have on the handicap as to why you don't like the Raiders here, then I think you should probably play the Raiders because they're going to be up for this game. Uh, I like them. I like them at seven and a half because I'll, I'll tell you this about the Raiders. If if you don't like the Raiders at seven and a half this week, don't even bother playing them on a teaser. <laughs> That's what I'll tell you. Yeah. 
don't tease the Raiders down the money line this week. Because if they were going to do it, they were going to do it. They were either going to show up and perform or they weren't. And you don't got time to be, you know, a teaser with the with with the damn Jets. So you either play the Raiders or you stay away. You either play them at seven and a half or you don't you don't lay the points at all. And you stay away from the game. There's no problem doing that. I don't have too much more airtime for the New York football Jets. <laughs> all right. And I did want to say, though, uh, just full tra- transparency, I would get it at seven. I wouldn't bet seven and a half. So uh, I guess it's a lean for me. That I would bet seven and a half because seven and a half would be minus one fifteen. Seven would be minus one twenty. And at the end of the day, you still need eight. Yeah, but um, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is if you're banking on right. a push for the Raiders against the Jets, you deserve to lose. Not you deserve to lose, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, for it sure. It was just a bad, it no, was no, you no. were not on the right side. No, no, I absolutely agree. You deserve to lose. So I would play my chances. I'll play but it. That's, no, no, but you've always felt that way. You don't want the push. You'll, you'll rather value. take the, you know you what I mean? play like, the value. So, yeah, I mean, that's what the we. The line is the line. The line is seven and a half. You play the line. If you if you start. But you do buy points though, Rome, right? Yeah, I buy hooks down and I buy hooks up on underdogs but in these type of spots right here clear advantage right this is a clean play and if if i'm within one point of my team covering i'm on the absolute wrong side of this play for sure but everybody yesterday on the eagles were on the wrong side i don't want to hear that you could have caught that line all through the week up until friday at five and a half but you know if you want to place your bets on sunday and catch them at six and a half that is what you. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, but schmucks lose all day on Sunday, and they want to get their money back Monday, right? That's fair. That's what they do. That's fair. But so, the, 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 they cannot be mad at the sports books for that. You could I mean, have had the line that you it, wanted. L- listen, at, it's not about them being mad. I'm saying these are the guys that took the Eagles. They were on that wrong side. Like, we're, let's know. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you had the Eagles. Yeah, you were definitely yeah, yeah, on the wrong side, and you got bailed I out. Got, I got my money. I'm right, good. You know what right. I mean? So I. I mean, I feel like that's where... That, I think we haven't had a game matter. like that since 2015. Uh, Monday night, Kansas City. And I want to say the Jets or something. But we haven't had a bad beat. Washington. It was Washington football Washington. team. Okay. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have not had that. a bad professional football beat as bad as it was last week against the Eagles. And I don't feel I don't feel sorry for anybody who had an Eagles ticket. I mean, who had a Seahawks ticket at minus six and a half. I really don't. You could have called them at five and a half all week. You wait till Sunday night to play them at six and a half. That's on you. All right? It, and that's what people do because they chase, and we you know. I would, and if you're you chasing, know. then you're already on the wrong side of sports gambling. For sure, you're square. There's what we do agree. All right, uh, Salma, you already went on this one, right? Mm. Okay, yeah, you did. You ain't leaning right. All right, you like Raiders actually. Uh, watching the football team at the Steelers. We're not gonna talk about that, gentlemen. I have no idea if the Steelers are about to play tomorrow. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, so we'll ignore that game for now. Uh, next game, Colts at the Texans. Colts favored by three. Totals 51. Salmon, I actually want to start with you on this one. How do you feel about this one? Colts favored by three against the Texans. One of my two stayaways. Oh, one of your two stayaways. All right, I didn't see that. All right, uh, Ron, how do you feel? Yeah, I'll take the points here with the Colts. This is a Colts team who they, they know who the Texans are. They're not in it. They're not playing for anything. They need this win, the Colts do. And and defensively last week, they just didn't have a good they just did not have a good showing. And this came in the most physical senses of the game. They let Derrick Henry just basically run all over him. The Texans don't have a running back to run all over them. The Texans are the 31st best rushing offense, so that won't be happening. Will Fuller, their best offensive weapon, I would say, is out now for the rest of the season. Six uh six games suspended PED. Brian Cushing is their strength and conditioning yeah, coach. Isn't we that, saw crazy? that was crazy? That guy was gonna suspend his whole yeah, career. Know, you had him right. as strength and conditioning coach, and now they're all the, yeah, it all makes sense. Uh it's it's just a shit show right now in uh South South Texas. 
And, and I'll take the Colts on the road, going in there, and they're going to handle business. I know laying three on the road is a daunty thing in division. But look, I mean, we look at this Colts team. Frank Wright is one of the top five coaches in pro football. He just, you know, he, he, has a, he runs a system that simply is quarter has been, I would say, quarterback limited. We saw what he was able to do with the with the Nick Foles in Philadelphia, and he took him to the Super Bowl, and he won it. So we know what he can do with quarterbacks. I mean, we got a Philip Rivers who wants to run his own offense at the age of 38, and you want to plug in Jacoby Brissett at the red zone. It's just not all the way what he wants to do. But I think this Colts team is good enough to lay, you know, the three on the road and cover it in division against the Texans team who, who obviously see their 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 uh, season is about over. Now. Yeah, and I certainly agree. I, I, I love the Colts in this five minus the three. I think the Colts are one of the better teams. And, you know, as far as like, uh, look at me, 10 good, 10, 10, what are the playoff teams? 12? So give me 12 good teams. Yep, might be, I, uh, I think Colts are one of the better 10, uh, especially with that defense that they had. Apparently last week I missed this. Uh, a lot of COVID guys were on the – um, had to be just for tracing issues. Had to be you know not playing. Uh, they were missing Buckner, I believe, as well as another you know a couple other. And those came out uh, sort of close to game time, which is yeah yeah. It was, I definitely it was interesting that. to me because I mean obviously the guys who were out they weren't line movers, but right. I think it were en- I think it, we talk about cluster injuries or cluster, you know, guys out on COVID this year, yeah. and I I didn't. I personally didn't feel like that was a cluster spot where there's enough guys to move the line there. And Vegas well, I mean, didn't no, either. I, Vegas it, didn't either. Right, Vegas right. Didn't move it it the wasn't. Line. The Titans were going to win that game. I thought they changed their game plan. They wanted to run the ball more. Right. Last time they threw it more. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying they lost from that standpoint. And the but, line doesn't reflect that they're getting those guys back. Right. And, and they were in that game for about a half. But I'm just saying, like, right. I think the Colts are much better on defense when they have the Buckners out there. And, like, he came from San Francisco last year, and suddenly they're one of the best team defenses in the league, right? So, little things like that. Um, I just think that, you know, with the Texans, the reason that they've been so good, or even Deion, and I talked about this all preseason sound, man. They talked about DeAndre Hopkins um, last, you know, last season, and maybe they were wrong, but he played better when Will Fuller was on the field. Mm-hmm. However you want to mention it, I don't care what you want to say, but when you pull up the film, DeAndre Hopkins played better. That's because Will, Will Fuller. And Fuller and I'll he stretches the field, right? I'll stretches. Yep. Well, we, yep. I don't really want to get into too much detail. I yeah. this week thirteen. Stretches, he stre- yeah, he stretches the field, so he's gone. And Hopkins is gone too. And they uh, let uh, Kenny Stills go. Randall Cobb is banged up. So you, who, know you got Brandon Cooks running go routes on the outside. You got Brandon Cooks, who, who's one hit away from, um, you know, seeing Tweety Bird and the Tasmanian Devil. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. So, yep. And he's throwing the tight end, so, and they can't run the ball. So I just think they're going to be handicapped in this game. Colts are going to be motivated coming off the L. And like you said, uh, good, good, um, good coach. Good quarterback when he does not have to go against fast defenses, and the Texans do not have that. They are not a good defense, ranked uh, in the bottom five in defense this year. So um, I expect um, our guy, uh, Deshaun Watson, to come back down to earth. So, um, and Just a side note, Deshaun yep. Watson is having a hell of a career season this year. Best pro football season that he's had thus far since obviously being a pro. So Hell of a year. Just, the Texans. That, that yeah. just goes more to show that you got a quarterback who you just paid, and he's performing, and your right. team is not. So yeah. that just goes to show how bad this Texans team is. They really are. And they are 8-14 and 14 against the spread division game since 2017. Damn, that's so that's since how um, they, they had Watson. they South? 8 and whatever. Hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, they won that South, what, the past two years, right? Uh, Colts, 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 Tennessee. Tennessee. I think they did like three years. They did. They had it for a while. Yeah. 
Next game, Rams at Cardinals. Rams favored by three. Totals 48 and a half. Stay away from me, gentlemen. Salman, what do you think? Uh, potential Salman, especially yet again. I'm sick of the Rams. This is, um, <laughs> I like this division. We all know I'm an I'm a NFC West guy. Sick of the Rams. Um, I was big on them early in the season, only beating you know the NFC least. And now somehow they're seven and four. Um, you play games where you look really good, then you lose to the Dolphins or some shit like that. Or, you know, you lose to the 49ers who don't have anybody on their team. So it's like, who are these guys? I think the cars at the crib, you know, we're underdogs by three. Let's, you know, it's really that simple. Like, I'm just tired of the Rams. Cards. Yep. Rome, how do you feel? Uh, I, I can... I have a rebuttal for everything that you said, but I don't. I don't want to argue with it. It's more so like I have a point being made. To I know. I heard the yeps. So that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talk about three weeks ago. They go down to Miami, right? This is a Rams team who's already traveled to Buffalo. They traveled over here to Landover. That Miami trip was their third East Coast trip. I want to say it was one more in between that I'm missing, but nonetheless, that is their third East Coast trip, and they were just tired. I mean, they were laying three and a half. I mean, look, look, it's, it's going to be the same handicap. They were laying three and a half on the road. This is the same three and a half that the Kansas City Chiefs were laying this past weekend on the road. Mm. Three and a halves do not cover on the road. I am just, star- I will die on that hill. <laughs> so, okay, they don't cover there. The 49ers, the Rams and the 49ers have a matchup discrepancy. That is why the 49ers outplay the Rams and have been doing so. And these these guys, if you go back to like even Jim Harbaugh, these guys have been playing close games. Remember back when the 49ers were the, the, the thing of the NFC West in between mm. after the Seahawks? And then it was like, why are the Rams, the terrible Rams, playing the 49ers? So it's just, it's a discrepancy in the in the matchups and the way they schematically play football. Right. The Rams like to, you know, be cute. West Coast offense, Sean McVay. And even going back to Jim Harbaugh and what we got now with Shanahan, the, the 49ers run the ball. They run a lot of horizontal running plays, which takes Aaron Donald out of the out of the action, basically. A lot of quick throws, quick balls. And, and so that's why the 49ers are able to play with the Rams, regardless of the score, whatever, right? Swept them, boys. Swept them. Jeez. I'll lay the three with the Rams in division this week. This is a Cardinals offense. I mean, we got no Larry Fitzgerald last week, but this is a Cardinals offense here. I think it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier this year. I think we're a year too early on this Cardinals team. I think they are the Browns of last year. I think they are a little bit too young to trust. I mean, can we – they're one Hail Mary away from just being a 500 type of team. This Cardinals team, <laughs> I mean, this Cardinals team is just, they have they don't have any real just like, oh, damn, that was a good win. I mean, the Seahawks, I guess, that one. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they had they had no running backs that week. And we see what the Seahawks are with the running back just last night. So, I think we just need to pump the brakes here on the Cardinals. I think it looks real sexy to take three points at home in division. And I think there's a reason this line is this line. How about this? I never like laying three and a half on the road. Mm. But there's a reason this line is three and not three and a half. And that is why I'll play the Rams here. This look ahead was 1.5, one and a half. Mm. Did the Cardinals get a half point better last week? 
Did the Rams get a half point better? Nope. I think they're at a premium. I think the Rams are at a premium this week, and I'll still play them at minus three on the road in division. Mm. All right, and Rams 19 and 12 against the spread as a road team under McVay. What are they after a loss? They are 11, 6 and 1 against the spread after a loss under yep. McVay. Yep. 12, 8 and 1 against the spread division games. Yep. While the Cardinals are 4, 3 and 2 against the spread division games. Is that good? Uh no, it's 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 oh, it okay. means right. you means play the Rams yeah. minus three in division. You're not really winning money there. Uh five, seven, and one against the spread after a loss. Other Cardinals, six and seven against the spread as a home team. I don't know what it is about home, but they are much better on the road against the spread. Mm-hmm. Next game, speaking of road teams that are good against the spread, Giants at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by seven and a half. Is it still seven and a half? Total is forty-eight. Um, I guess I'll start with me. I lean Giants in this this spot. Um, pointed out from the jump, Giants are 20, 21 and nine against the spread as a road team uh, the last four years. Um, they're good in this spot. Seahawks, while they're a good team, we know they're a good team. Um, the DK Metcalfs of the world, I think you know uh, Bradbury can do a, a job of at least slowing him down some. Not like Darius Slay. Uh, mm-hmm. Darius Slay looked a little, little past his prime on last night, but um, I think uh, Bradbury could could do a job of at least slowing him down some. And then um, you know I still think the Seahawks will win this game, but when you get to a point where you're laying points with the Seahawks. Um, you know, sometimes it doesn't ha- work out. Like, they are the team that will win by one point, that will have that crazy game. It comes down or a Hail Mary or someone, you know, fumbles at the end and they win by two. And, you know, it, it just this is a lot of, like, nuances. We also saw them just not cover this past Monday night because the Eagles got a backdoor cover and, you know, Carson Wentz kept throwing the ball. So I'll just lean with the Giants in this spot. I know they have, a, you know, a good defense. And then, um, you know, I, I can't like it, though, because you know I'd never want to bet against Russell Wilson. But seven and a half is a lot of points um, for a Seahawks team that's been inconsistent against the spread this year. Rome, how do you feel? Yeah, I uh, got to lean on the Giants, but I also kind of want to pump your brakes on kind of what you just said. You just said the Giants have a good defense. I don't think that's good. I think it's I think it's exactly what you just said. I think it's that's fair. And uh, cross country, seven and a half. I don't know. This is a complete stay away from me, but I did just want to correct that. All right. Okay. Stay away. Uh, next game, Eagles at Packers. I Packers favored by off, nine. Bro. I oh, my bad. Off. I thought you went on that. Oh, sorry. Very You're NFC West. Peace. Yeah. Uh, for sure, NFC West. Uh, love the Hawks here personally solely because Daniel Jones is gone, bro. I don't think, like as we all said, we all stated this beat was terrible last week for these Seahawks. But I don't think if it's in a situation like that, Colt McCoy is going to still be thrown in the fourth quarter trying to get some yep. points. I don't right. think that's happening at all. So I love the Seahawks here, even though they do bullshit in spots like these. I'm going to just trust that Colt McCoy is not about to get the job done versus these Seahawks. So go, go Hawks. Gotcha. And uh, Seahawks 10, 12, and 1 against the Spurs, a home fave since 2017. Um, 21, 16, and 3 against the spread non-division games, though. So, a little better outside of that NFC West. Next game, Eagles at Packers. Packers favored by 9.5. Look ahead, was 7. I do want to mention that. Total is 47. Um, I'll start with me, gentlemen, real quick. I lean Packers. I can't, I can't like it at 9.5, though, because Wentz will keep throwing that ball. But I love the first half. Um, <laughs> I, I just think Wentz that... Wentz will keep throwing that ball, huh? Yeah, yeah, Wentz will keep throwing that, that ball. Yeah, that I mean, you know, listen. <laughs> Could have had it better. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I just think that the Packers... 
Motivational. I mean, I think that they'll be motivated because they lost to this team last year. I don't know if you guys remember. It was a Thursday night game. Yep. Eagles came in there and just stole one from them. To leave remembers. Packers are, I do too. Packers are, uh, you know, a good team. Um, I think they'll be able to, you know, to do some, you know, running against this uh, Eagles team who allow the 23rd, uh, their 23rd in opponents rushing yards per game this year. So I think um, under a touchdown, you got the Packers and the Eagles are just struggling, um, you know, a lot until the defense basically backs off prevent. So I, I, I'll lean with the Packers, but I, I like the first half. Sam, how do you feel? Leaning Eagles here um, just because of the number. I do think this will be a game where, you know, the Packers are fully in control. But then just to the point that my point about last week in the beat is like they're going to probably still continue to throw the ball. So there's opportunity for that backdoor cover. So I'm leaning, leaning Eagles here. All right, and Rome, how do you feel about this one? Uh, no lean on either side. Kind of got a lean on the total here on the over. Uh, I think both teams will be able to score 22-ish type of points. You know, the, the total right now is at 47. Right. So, you know, you divide that by two. Do I think both teams can score 23-ish type of points? Yeah, I think the Packers are good for 28 on any night. And I think the Eagles here, I mean, they're in desperation mode at this point. They're in the race in the division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they know that they have a quarterback that's limited. Is Doug Peterson going to run the ball finally? No, he's not. All right, we've been asking him to do it for years now. Two years we've been asking Doug Peterson to run the football. He hasn't done it. So is he going to keep throwing? He sure is. He's going to let Carson Palmer, uh, Carson <laughs> Wentz, Carson Wentz throw himself into a, you know, a dismal 4-9-1 and one record or whatever that might be. I'll take the over here. I don't think either team is – on the side is, is a great play here, but I think offense is here in this spot is, is a good play. Uh, yeah, over at 47. All right, and Rome likes the – oh, you lean the over or like – Lean it? on the over. No, right. no real like here on this game. I get that. Next game, Patriots at Chargers. It's a pick em right now, and total's 49. Rome, I'm right back at you. How do you yep. feel? Yep, uh, let's start here. The line is pick em. Pick em means if these two teams t- – what's uh, – let's start here. What does pick em mean? What's the difference between pick them and money line? I know you guys will see the same thing. You're like, same shit, right? You're just picking a team to win. No, it's not the same thing. Pick them means if these two teams go in the overtime and they tie, you're losing your money, all right? And you're like, Rome, when, when often does that happen? Well, it just happened this year with the Eagles and the Bengals. You don't want to be in those spots. Fourth quarter, games down to three, team just trying. This is a Chargers team that what I have described has been chargering up all year. I, I drop it in in our anti-up group chat almost weekly at this point. They do these things where they either up and they let the other team come back or they're down and they race back. They don't lose games by more than double digits. And so this look ahead was Chargers laying a point at home against a Patriots team who we obviously don't think who can play well against defense, uh, against the pass. Their defense sucks against the pass. They're 28th against the pass. And we watched them play very well against a Kyler Murray team and the number one offense in pro football last week at home. That Cardinals offense is the number one offense in pro football. So do I think the Patriots can show up here in a spot in which this line is pick them? That basically means these teams are even. But you get 1.25 for the home field advantage. Right? So these teams are not even. We're all on the same page there? Yeah, we're on the same page. So I'll take the Patriots here, 
they're getting they're the Chargers are getting li- getting points on the line for simply being at home. These teams are not even. I'll take I'll take the pages here, and in and, 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 and games that are even games, pick them games, games that you guys are are like, damn, I don't know which side to play. I will tell you this time and time after again: pro football is about coaching. It's not about it's not about Joes and Smoes. It's about coaching. Who's the better coach here? You got a top five all time pro football coach, and you got a guy here who's going to be walking out the door soon in a couple months. I'll take the Patriots on the road at Pickham. All right, I think um, actually one of my stayaways is going to be the uh, the Bears game, but I actually chose up, so this is going to be my stayaway. Sound man, uh, what do you got for me? Uh, um, picking Pats too. Um, we know that you know I've been just expecting and waiting for these Chargers to win these games, and Rome has just been very stagnant. They on. don't do it. They, they, they don't cover them, but they, they don't, don't win them. And it's just like you should be in these doing spots Doing it since do 2016. It. I've been yelling for Anthony Lynn to get fired. Sadly, the black man, he has to go. Like it just, No, no. It just Listen, has I'm to sorry. Happen. I'm sorry, it, Anthony. It has, to, it has to go. Tony, my brother, I'm sorry. <laughs> he has to go. Um, Coordinate so you. You know, uh, we was talking earlier. I'm just taking coordinate. I'm, I'm taking what I heard earlier. I'm taking a, the coach over. I'm taking a better coach in this situation. Um, what I am going to be looking forward to seeing, though, is that Bosa brother against Cam because one of them Bosa's was going nuts last week. Um, I believe he had like three sacks, six tackles or whatever. So it's going to be something to watch. Uh, but I'm still picking the Pats here. All right, and I do want to mention that the Patriots, since 2017, 25-20 against the spread, non-division games, 24-19-1 against the spread after when 15-14 as a road team. Uh, Chargers, Anthony Lynn, 9-17-1 against the spread as a home team, uh, 12-14-2 against the spread after the loss. And, um, yeah, Anthony Lynn, we're just, we're just not liking the things he's doing right now. Nothing against him. Um, get on the right staff. This is a quality he, yeah, control yeah. type of pro football coach. This is nothing against Anthony yeah, yeah, Lynn. Yeah, it's yeah. just he's not a coordinator or he's not right. a head football coach. But that is – you guys often ask, like, how did this guy become a coach? Quality control guys are often the best guys to be head coaches because they, they know everything. They're players' coaches. Bruce Arians, that's a quality control type of quarterback's yeah. coach guy. And so that's how you get those type of guys. I'm not. I'm definitely not crowning it. I'm more right, so saying that's how you end up in those positions of mm. Bruce Arians, Anthony Lynn. These are guys who are just quality control type guys. For sure. Uh, so uh, last game. Uh, yeah, we already mentioned. Sorry about that, Anthony Rowe. Uh, next game: Broncos at the Chiefs. Total is 51. Chiefs are favored by 14. Uh, gentlemen, I think I'll start with me in this one really quick. I lean with the Broncos here. Um, division game, uh, it's, it looks like it's going up to 15. You know, Bavada, they got 15. I'll blank that uh, blank that out, sound man, right there. But um, so it is going up. Um, I just think that, that obviously the Chiefs are the better team, but Chiefs, they ha- it seems like they have to be motivated in order, you know, to get that that sense, you know, for the margin. And they clinched division two weeks ago. Before clinched, they went down to Tampa and won. Yeah, so they, they clinched division two weeks ago. And I just think that, you know, I, I love the Chiefs, what they do, but um, you got a defensive guru here in Vic Fangio. And the Broncos' defense has been looking pretty, you know, pretty decent. And um, I do think they can put together um, a scheme specifically for this game to at least slow down Mahomes. And we know what that scheme consists of. It's it's the, it's the it's some zone defense. It's, you know, hoping you get them off the field and then running the ball, playing the time of possession game. And, you know, we've seen them either be, be either be beaten that way 
or, uh, you know, kept it very close. So in this standpoint, we just need to keep it a little close. Uh, maybe a touchdown game, 10-point game, and we'll cover here with the Broncos. They will be getting their quarterback back, so um, that obviously helps. And then um, my, my guy, uh, Vic Fangio, 7-5 and five against the spread as a road dog. Uh, since 2019, 10-5 against the spread after a loss. And I do want to point out um, a little nugget I found today. So since 2019, this may be the Mahomes effect. So Mahomes obviously won won the uh, MVP in 2018, right? So 2019, AFC West, you're coming out, you feel like you got to do a little better. So since 2019, AFC West has a um, – the entire AFC West, every team in the AFC West has a winning record against the spread as a road dog. Obviously, Denver is in a road dog spot here, so mm-hmm. you know they are. They have a winning record against the spread. All all the teams do fifty eight percent or above. That's a great number. So um, you know, it's something it, to just think about. And like I said here, you need the Chiefs basically to win by two touchdowns and a field goal for this one. So um, you know, and especially with that defense, that defense isn't that great. And we saw that against the Raiders, and we saw it in the second half against Tampa Bay. But uh, Rome, how do you feel? Yep, uh, this is strictly line play here. I think the Chiefs offense, as I've been mentioned and been on wax before, saying this is the best offense we've seen in our entire lifetime ever in pro football, even outside of our entire lifetime, all right? But they're laying 14 in division at home with no real incentive other than wanting that first spot, which the Steelers right now hold, which I don't think they will hold going down the stretch. I don't think the Chiefs are too much worried about the Steelers, to be honest. So I don't think that... They're looking for margin here. I don't think after after what we saw last week, I think last week would have been their letdown spot. All right. And so when we don't see it last week on the road, outside of division, outside of conference, they're going and basically playing against a a Buccaneers team that doesn't really affect them at all in terms of AFC playoff, you know, uh, positioning. So. So now I think they do finally get the letdown in division at home a week after clinching or a week after their thought to be let down spot, like we mentioned, Vic, Vic uh, Vangio here, this guy can coach some defense. Obviously, he can't get an offense going. He's not a head coach. He can't get shit going. I think he's a head coach. I just don't think he has any offense. So, I mean, yeah. If you're a head coach, you you hire guys in position to, to win you football games offensively. If you are a defensive-minded coach that can hold defenses, if you think you can hold defenses under 24 points, the same way Sean McVay went out there and got his, hit him a DC because he knew that he could score 28 points, you do the same thing as a defense coordinator. You go out there and you get a guy who can call. You go out there and you go get Joe Brady. Right, right, right. Who was right. on the market this year, who but, he could have got. I feel that. I feel that. No, I understand McVay that standpoint. McVay had Wade Phillips calling his defense, and he said, I'm scoring too many points, and Wade isn't stopping enough for me. I need a DC. He went out and got a DC. Vic Vangio is a head coach. He could do the same thing. He could have talked to G- to the GM, John Elway, who is a player-friendly, football-friendly coach in Denver, and he would have said, okay, you're right. We need more points. Last year, the Denver Broncos had the slowest pace of offense in pro football, meaning they ran the least amount of plays, meaning they gave themselves the least amount of opportunities of all the other 32 teams in pro, all the other 31 teams in pro football to score. They didn't do anything to help that this year. Right, but what if, what if I mean... So it, he's only been, he's been there what eight? It's been this is his third year. This is his second year, second year. So he's been there since 2019. So that's 16 games plus 12. So 28 games, 
Well, maybe, I mean, after your first year, you're just like, you know, trial and error. Right. First year, second year, now you're you're realizing maybe you got to make that change. So I think, it's, I think it's a little too early to say that he's a bad coach, especially with these ATS numbers. Like, let maybe we got to go back and look at Mike Zimmer, his first two years, and see what they were doing offensively Ooh, I like under that. Bridgewater. I like that. Because I think, I think I like they that. are about, you know what I mean? I'm not like saying that. Fangio is as good, but I, don't, I think it's a little too early to call him a bad coach. But go ahead. No, I like that. I think we should go back and look at Zimmer because Zimmer has obviously become the best head coach in pro football against the spread. Right. Hmm. But I mean, at seventy percent, shit, you would like to think or you know want to think. Kind of Zimmer had to have been that from the jump to be a seventy percent against the spread. Who knows? We'll go back yeah, we'll and look at that. Back. But um, yeah, just in division, these are too many points against a team that's not doesn't have the motivation for margin. That being the Chiefs and a Broncos team here, who's finally getting a quarterback under center, and they got in. Embarrassed last week, rightfully so, because they weren't allowed to play a quarterback. This week, they'll play a quarterback. They have their whole quarterback room back. And I'm sure those guys want to put out a better showing than a 33-3 points, a 33-3, or was it 31-3 uh, home loss that they just had last week. And then, you know, it's like I said, I mean, these are divisional teams. It's going to be a prideful game. And I'll take the Broncos. I'll take 14 here. I don't think it'll be pretty, though. Yeah, Sam, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm leaning Broncos as well. Uh, I would think... Mm. The most important thing I think I've heard you say, uh, P, is that this team needs to kind of be motivated. I don't think you're going to get up to Let's play, play, the play the Broncos this week. Oh, um, yeah. Looking at the, the first game they played and another point to what you said, um, Vic had something for um, Mahomes. He only had 200 yards a day, which for him is nothing. Uh, it was more so a defensive special teams type of win. They beat him by 27 regardless. But Who were the pass rushers in that game? Because there's no Von Miller this week. and. Um, Man, Von Miller hasn't played Von all year. Gone. I know, I know, Chubb but in that gone. in that Chiefs game, was he playing? Did he play that? No. Okay. No, okay. no, Von, he hasn't played all year. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And Chubb, Chubb's gone now. He played the last couple I games. I thought he got hurt a while ago. Nah, no, nah, he been niggas has forgotten him. Chubb, bro. Chubb, yeah, first round pick. I'm not. He's been playing. Nah, he been playing though. He been I'm playing. watching these guys. Nonetheless, it's um. Yeah, it's just like nah. I don't, I don't think you're gonna be too excited to play these Broncos. Um, these COVID filled Broncos. So um. I'm just going to not fade the points and just go lean the other way. Lean the Broncos. All right. And Chiefs are 9-6-1 against the spread division games under, um, well, since 2018. So that's Mahomes and Reed. 13-9-1 uh, against the spread as a home fave. So there's a little juice there that they, they don't cover, uh, you know, as well as they usually do because um, there's a little juice when they're at home. Um, Cowboys Ravens were really unsure about that game happening so we'll just jump into the last game on the docket Monday Night Football Bills minus two and a half at the 49ers totals 48 sound man what do you think about this game love the Bills here get the Niners out of here like I said they're destroyed they're <laughs> decimated um, at one point when I cared about the Niners I knew they weren't winning at home so you're at home again at night let my guy Josh Allen, I'll say that our, our guy, Rome, will let Josh Allen come into our guy. Cali. And, you know, I think he's going to have an amazing day. They tried to take him out last week. Bosa did. But, you know, we still, we still, we just still. A lot of bills here. Yep. Uh, going to go the other way here on the 49ers. Teams laying two and a half on the road just don't cover. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. And I'll also take. The fact that the Bills are going West Coast for the first time this year, we haven't seen them do it since they've gone to Arizona. And so now, well, obviously second time with what I just said, but it, it just they don't do this often. 
All right. And they also don't play interconference teams. The Bills and the 49ers play every four years. This is a 49ers team that plays perfect into the Bills' hands. The Bills' offense, uh, defense went from second last year to bottom third this year, bottom third out of 32 being, what, eight divided by two, so bottom you know, 32 minus eight, 24, right? Uh, bottom 24 to 32-ish. That's where the Bills' defense ranks now. Yep. San Francisco 49ers can run the football if they ever so please, and they got Rasheem, uh help me out, Moser. Moser. They, they get Moser back last week. Moser, you know, obviously shows up and does well. Uh, Debo Samuel, also a good addition to their run game. He shows up and he does well. Two and a half lines do not cover. I do not like the Bills this week laying two and a half on the road against a 49ers team who finally gets life. They're finally getting guys back. I know you kept saying they're decimated. They've been decimated all year. They're finally getting the guys back that matter. Their defense is strengthening. Richard Sherman came back. People are like, hey, whoa, where's Richard Sherman coming? Wait, what? He's still in a, He gets a pick. Gets a all right? pick. He gets a pick Welcome in his back. first game back. Be- and that's why I played the 49ers. It was too many points last week for the Rams to be laying in conference five and a half on the road. It was too many points then. And now the Bills. The 49ers are simply just getting disrespected because they think that their injuries. Nobody on that 49ers team that is out, that's injured, is worth anything on the line. They're not line movers. Jimmy Garoppolo, not a line mover. Nick Bosa, not a line mover. Not a line mover. He's not a line mover. So none of these guys are line movers. And so we got a line. The line was look ahead, Bills three. Now they're laying two and a half because we finally saw that the 49ers could perk up and play ball. And I don't even think half a point is enough of, a, of enough of an upgrade here. The Bills aren't good enough to lay three in a row. We watched it last the other week when when Arizona, yeah, obviously they got the Hail Mary, but it happened. All right, final score is the final score. <laughs> they weren't good enough to cover on the road. Why are they going to do it again against a better football team that's that's more equipped to beat them? Because they'll just run the ball down the throats, and the Bills haven't been able to stop the run all year. I'll take the 49ers at home plus two and a half. Yeah, the 49ers, I mean, they, they will be able to run the ball here in this spot. Um, I, I don't I don't like either spot. I'll lean with the Bills. We can quickly get out of here. Bills 27-20 against the spread, non-division games since 2016. 19-17-2 um, uh, against the spread after a win. So that's under uh, head coach Sean McDermott. Uh, totals 48. Um, yeah, I just lean with the Bills in this spot. Um, I think the 49ers, they are a lot, you know, they are banged up. But, um, you know, they should be able to, you know, get some, you know, deep passes. Obviously, you got Sherman back, but um, Sherman's not, you know, the fastest guy. Whoa, whoa, now that I think about it, you know what? Lean 49ers, no John Brown. Uh, it's going to be tough. Like 49ers. To, yeah, it's going to be tough to get the ball downfield, and they're going to be able to run the ball, control the clock. So I'll lean 49ers, good coach. Uh, tease me picks, gentlemen. What do you got for me? What do I'll you tease got the 49ers me? up. I like that. All right. Quickly, right there, right? I'll tease the Browns up. Mm-hmm. Yep, tease them up to 13 and a half. And then, which I'm not too fond of doing, <sighs> I'll tease the Seahawks down. There you go. <laughs> uh, Salman, what do you got? Um, I'm going to continue riding the Jags. I've been just teasing the hell out of the Jags. So make them, what is that, plus 15 and a half? Right. And mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna just 
go big, even more bigger numbers, man. Give me the give me Broncos plus twenty. I'm also going with the Broncos plus twenty. That's a good one. And then, um, I am also going to go. Huh? My thing with that Broncos pick though is just like if they don't cover the regular line, why are they covering twenty? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might not either. But I will say the last two times they played those in snow. And um, those, those snow games, the Chiefs went off. But last game, I will go Dolphins minus five and a half. So give me Dolphins minus five and a half and the Broncos plus 20. And best bets. This is Omatic, a.k.a. Salman, and these are the best bets for the week. Our friend in Paris' best bets is the Bears total under 24 and a half points. The Saints minus two and a half points. And the cards first half plus one twenty-five. Keese's best bets is the under of forty-six between the Saints and the Falcons, and the under of fifty-four between the Browns and the Titans. Rome's best bets are the Browns plus five and a half. He likes the over of twenty-seven and a half for the Raiders, and he likes the under of forty-two points between the Dolphins and the Jets. P's best bets are the Broncos plus 15 and a half. He likes the Rams minus two and a half. And he's back on Iona with the first half of minus two. I was going to stay in division for the Soundman special with the NFC West, but I would take it to the NFC South. The Soundman special for this week are them dirty birds. (laughs) 